Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hello, this is Let's Talk About Myths, baby! This is the podcast where a giant nerd feminist tells you stories about ancient Greek mythology with a major infusion of 90s Disney movies. You're welcome, fellow millennials. If you haven't listened to the first three parts of the Heracles-Hercules story, then I highly recommend that you do because otherwise you're really missing out on a lot of Disney references and also it just won't make much sense at all because, you know, time is linear. So here we are in the fourth and final part of Heracles' famous labors. There are more stories featuring old Herc, but I'll leave those for future episodes because it turns out he's not only the most famous hero of Greek mythology, but also the most prolific. And lucky for me, because a little peek behind the scenes, it turns out a lot of people like Hercules. Who'd have thought? This is episode 19, Heracles, or Hercules, part 4, A Star is Born. Where we left off, Heracles had completed 10 of the 12 labors that he had to complete. He had just brought a collection of cattle, the most popular quest of ancient Greece, it would seem, back to Tyrans for Eurystheus, his half-brother and the man setting all these damn labors in the first place. And Eurystheus had promptly sacrificed the cattle to Hera, wasting all of Heracles' hard work, but keeping Hera mildly happy. And Hera was, after all, the real source of all this trouble. It was she who was ultimately putting Heracles through all the bullshit that are these labors. She is, of course, pissed because Heracles is Zeus's son, because her husband has an issue being even a tiny bit faithful. And you know, that's never Zeus's fault, it's literally everyone else's fault, according to Hera. 
So Heracles is in Tiryns with Eurystheus, and he's ready for his eleventh labor. The labor requires Heracles to seek out the Hesperides. See, he needs their golden apples. You may remember these ladies from Perseus's quest to behead Medusa, and I may have mentioned them in other myths. Frankly, I don't remember. The Hesperides are three nymphs, daughters of the goddess Nyx, the goddess of night. The Hesperides guard the Garden of the Golden Apples. According to Hesiod, their names were Aegle, which means dazzling light, Erethea, and Oxide Hesperethusa, which means sunset glow. I can't tell you why Erethea's name doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's my source. And I can't tell you why Hesperethusa gets a descriptor when the others don't. Such is life. I could have left it out, but I've always found the description oxide to be weird and kind of entertaining. I mean, is that supposed to be an attractive quality? It sounds like you're being compared to an ox, which is less than flattering. The Hesperides, like I said, guard the Garden of the Golden Apples. These apples were found in Hera's orchard in the West. And the precious apples are precious because they grant immortality to whoever eats them. So, much like Hippolyta's belt, they're much sought after. Everyone likes immortality. The golden apple trees came to be when Hera planted fruit branches that Gaia had given to her as a wedding gift. When the golden apples began to grow, Hera assigned the Hesperides to guard the orchard. But the Hesperides weren't entirely trustworthy, and they developed a habit of sneaking apples for themselves. So Hera ended up placing someone else in the garden to guard it, Ladon, a hundred-headed dragon, lives there, so the Hesperides are kind of just there, I guess. I don't know how much power they have when really there's a dragon there to guard it. And once again, Heracles' first big problem during this eleventh labor is that he has no idea where he's going. He doesn't know where to find the Hesperides. His instructions rarely had location details, it would seem. First, Heracles went to see the nymphs of the river Eridanus. That was in the far north, according to the ancient Greeks, who didn't have a very good grasp of the globe, and, of course, believed the earth was flat. And so, this river in question fed into the ocean. The nymphs of Eridanus didn't know where to send Heracles, so they told him instead to go find the sea god Nereus. Maybe he could help. Nereus is super wise and a shapeshifter, which is a pretty cool trick. The nymphs of Eridanus told Heracles that Nereus would tell him information, but only if he could keep a grip on him, whatever form he may shift into. It's a pretty weird qualifier, but this is ancient Greece. Heracles found Nereus on a deserted shore. Nereus never stayed still. He was constantly in the midst of transforming into something or other. I'm picturing a shifty, shiny, person-like goo, though I have no idea how that would actually work. Heracles realizes that's what he's looking at, though, mainly because it doesn't look like anything in particular, so he figures shape-shifting god is the only explanation. He grabs onto Nereus, and immediately Nereus shifts into a lion, but Heracles holds on tight. Then he turns into a slippery, writhing snake, but Heracles is strong and he knows what to do, so he holds on. He then transforms into fire, and then water, but Heracles just squeezes even tighter, 
when he's holding on to fire and water. I don't quite understand, but regardless, that's what happens. Finally, Nereus gives in and he tells Heracles where to find the Garden of the Hesperides. But Nereus tells Heracles that it's not just that crazy hundred-headed dragon that guards the Hesperides. No, on top of that, the garden itself is simply unreachable. It's hidden behind veils that are not of this world. Heracles is bummed and doesn't know what to do, so he kind of just wanders around aimlessly. He heads over to Egypt, where he encounters a king named Busiris. Busiris has this habit of killing everyone who shows up on his land. He's not particularly welcoming, to say the least. Heracles, with his habit of putting his nose where it doesn't really belong when it comes to looking heroic, decides he has to help. He is the hero, after all. It's his job. Heracles lets himself be taken to the altar of Zeus, where Busiris will sacrifice him. But when he gets there, he turns the tables on Busiris and kills him and all his men. And we're told he sets the area free from tyranny. Next, Heracles goes to Libya, where the king Antaeus is a giant. He's the son of Gaia and Poseidon, and he has a habit of wrestling to death any visitor that comes by. And if you're wondering for how long Westerners have presented people not from the West as savage and cruel and just straight-up murderers, here's your answer. It's forever. The trick with Antaeus was that his mother's touch made him impossible to defeat. And when your mother is Earth, you're touching her basically all the time. It's an added bonus when your invincibility is tied to just such touch. Antaeus had defeated so many men that had tried to kill him that he took all their skulls and built a temple to his father Poseidon. Antaeus seems like a cool guy to be around. Anyone who builds a structure out of skulls must be super chill. So of course, Heracles arrives and tries to defeat Antaeus. Neither this nor Busiris is part of one of his labors, but he just has to get involved. So Heracles starts to wrestle Antaeus, and quickly he realizes why he's having so much trouble. A solution comes to him, and he lifts up Antaeus off the ground and he holds him there. Slowly, the giant weakens until Heracles just smushes him to death. But of course, none of this is helping Heracles with his labors, and man, did he want to be finished with those damn labors. And he's so close, just two left. He wanders around, asking for advice along the way, but no luck. Finally, he wanders all the way to the Caucasus Mountains, where he meets Prometheus, who's there chained to a rock. I've repeatedly asked myself when I was going to cover the story of Prometheus, but just haven't gotten around to it, and now I wish I had. Long story short, Prometheus is a titan, and when the gods were creating humans for the first time, they didn't want them to have fire. Prometheus took pity on humans and he gave us fire, but he was punished. Zeus wasn't thrilled by this and he chained Prometheus to a rock and had a massive eagle peck away at his liver all day long. Prometheus, being a titan, would regenerate the wound overnight and the eagle would come by in the day and peck, peck, peck again. Prometheus would never die. 
And so this is how Heracles found Prometheus, tied to a rock for what had to be generations at this point, just really enjoying his life. Heracles arrives and finds Prometheus like that, and he shoots an arrow and kills the eagle. Prometheus is so grateful that he tells Heracles that he should talk to his brother Atlas, that Atlas can tell Heracles where to find the Hesperides. If you'll recall, that's how Perseus found the Hesperides when they were part of his quest. Athena told him how to do it, so he knew immediately to go to Atlas. I guess Athena's not into helping Heracles in this moment, which is kind of refreshing. She always seems to just make things easy for them. Atlas, of course, could tell Heracles how to find the Hesperides because Atlas's job was to hold the world on his shoulders, and as a result, he tended to know where to find things. Being a personification of Google Maps is the only upshot to this situation. And so, Heracles went in search of the Titan Atlas. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Heracles found Atlas easily, and he told him the situation. He asked if Atlas could help him get the apples. Atlas told him that he could help, but he wondered what Heracles would give him in return. Heracles hummed and hawed and didn't really have any suggestions. It's not like Atlas needed much. His entire life was devoted to holding the world on his shoulders. Finally, Atlas made a suggestion. What about if you hold the earth for me and I'll go get you the apples? Heracles thinks about it for a minute and he agrees. He doesn't want to deal with finding the garden, getting past the Hesperides, and the dragon. No, this would be much easier. So Heracles takes the earth, heaves it onto his shoulders, and Atlas skips off over the horizon. Time passes. Like, a lot of time. And finally, Atlas returns with the golden apples... Breathing heavily, because goddamn, that earth must be heavy, Heracles is eager to get the world off his shoulders, be given those apples, and get the hell out of there. But Atlas wavers. He kind of fiddles with the apples as he looks at Heracles, whose face is getting awfully red at this point, 
And Atlas proposes that maybe he should bring the apples to Eurystheus himself, just to save Heracles the trouble. It's pretty clear to Heracles that Atlas is trying to get out of putting the earth back on his shoulders, and I mean, I don't blame him. It's a punishment that's been going on forever. So going along with it, Heracles says, yeah, sure, you can bring the apples yourself. Just give me a minute. I need a pillow to rest this earth on. This is a tough job and my shoulders are fucking sore. So Atlas takes the earth back for a minute just so Heracles could get himself a cushion. Heracles is no dummy, but Atlas apparently is. Heracles immediately grabs the apples and goes to get the hell out of there. Atlas rages, yelling and swearing at Heracles. And I like to imagine Heracles pulls the old la 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 la, I can't hear you argument as he flits off into the sunset. Heracles makes his way back to Tyrans to give the apples to Eurystheus. But as soon as he had, Athena shows up and says basically, hell not, you guys can't have those, what are you thinking? She takes the apples away and brings them back to the Garden of Hesperides and they're back where they started. Still, Heracles had technically completed the 11th labor, and so Eurystheus moves on to the 12th, the final labor. For the final 12th labor, Eurystheus decides to go all out. And I mean all out. He tells Heracles that he needs him to bring back Cerberus. Yeah, that Cerberus. Fluffy, the three-headed dog who guards the entrance to the underworld. Now, there's more to Cerberus than meets the eye. See, not only is he a terrifying, snarling, three-headed dog, but there are times when he's much more, well, dog-like. See, when you enter the underworld, you see the softer side of Cerberus. He's sweet and loving and friendly as dogs are. He wags his tail. He wants a good pet. He's nice. But if you try to leave, that's when you see the bad side, and he'll eat you and not feel bad at all. There's some preparation to be done before Heracles can enter the underworld. It is, after all, not really a place where you're supposed to vacation. When you get there, you're kind of expected to stay there. You know, because you're supposed to be dead. So first up, Heracles travels to Eleusis. He needs to be inducted into the Eleusian Mysteries. You remember, that's a cult, though not in the way that we think of the word cult, that's run by De the goddess Demeter. They believe that when you learn the secrets of Eleusis, that you'll then have happiness in the land of the dead, the underworld. So it would be helpful if you're planning to just stop by. Having learned the Eleusian Mysteries, Heracles is ready to go. He finds the entrance to the underworld, which is apparently easier than finding Geryon or the Garden of the Asperities, which seems weird, but what can you do? And he enters. Heracles finds his way through the treacherous underworld, encountering ghosts and monsters and who knows what else. And finally, he finds Hades, god and king of the underworld, husband to Persephone. He's blunt with Hades. He tells him exactly what he wants. I want to kidnap your dog. Hades is equally blunt. He doesn't outright tell him no. Instead, he tells Heracles that he can take Cerberus, provided he defeats him with his own strength. No weapons allowed. Also, he says, you gotta bring him back, because he's kind of important down here. He's pretty famous. Everyone knows him. He may end up as inspiration in a famous book about wizards later. Who knows? Heracles is, of course... Heracles, and so he defeats Cerberus pretty easily. He ends up dragging him away on a leash and bringing him back to Tyrans. 
Now, way back in an earlier task, Heracles had brought an angry boar back to Eurystheus. And if you'll recall, Eurystheus hid inside a particularly large jar, only peeking his head out to ensure that Heracles had indeed succeeded in the task. He does the same thing here, pokes his head out like a gigantic dork, and just makes sure it's actually Cerberus that he hears snarling in his palace. He nods in confirmation, Heracles rolls his eyes, I'm sure, and immediately brings Cerberus back to the underworld, as promised. And just like that, that's it. His labors are complete, and the twelve labors of Heracles will go down in history. At some point during this twelfth labor, Heracles had taken, you guessed it, a cow, from Hades' herd. He had sacrificed it in order to keep the necessary deities happy so that he might complete this, the trickiest task. Hades' cow herd had tried to stop Heracles, but Persephone had kept them apart, so that Heracles could steal the cow and sacrifice it. But when he sacrifices it, vapors from the blood begin to appear and summons up shades from the underworld. Shades are basically ghosts, but more academic. I don't know that that's a proper definition, but I think it works for these purposes. It's like fancy ghosts. The point is, ghosts of dead and famous Greeks appear to Heracles. The most important being Meleager. I've mentioned Meleager before, but I don't remember when, so bonus if you know this name. Meleager, in his ghostly form, gives to Heracles his sister, Dianera, daughter of Dionysus, and she's to be Heracles' wife. It's always one of my favorite things when a woman is straight up given to a man. It's great. really makes clear that women are basically interchangeable with, say, a jug of wine. Just pass it along, will ya? Meleager gives Dianera to Heracles as a wife because now that he's completed all these tasks, he's finally atoned for having killed Megara. And so, yes, this is a replacement wife. It's just super fun to be female in ancient Greece. An awesome, free-will-filled time. Heracles goes on to have so many other adventures, and there's details to his new replacement wife. It's not quite as easy as it may seem at this point, but we'll leave that for the future tales. For now... Heracles' labors are finished. He's a true hero. Zero to hero. Just like that. And he went the distance. It's the gospel truth. A star was born. And so, dear listeners, that is the final of Heracles' epic, famous Twelve Labors. Like I said, there are more stories when it comes to Heracles, but I won't bore you with them now. I'm going to keep moving on to some other fun stuff, and we'll go back to Heracles later, because it seems to really pull people in, which is a bonus for me. I'll ask you for the hundredth time, but not the final time, my dear friends, to please, if you liked this, rate and review on iTunes. It's been really exciting lately to see listeners in different countries. 
I never thought that it would spread this far out of what I assume is the English-speaking world. So welcome, friends from random places around the globe. I'd also really appreciate it if you would like the podcast on Facebook. Remember, it's at Myths Baby, and, you know, it just uh, spreads the word, and I like to talk to you all. Talk myths and gods and goddesses and monsters and all the good stuff the Greeks had to offer. I'm also happy to take suggestions for future episodes, I'm sort of looking at what are the best things to address going forward, and gonna delve into the origin of the Trojan War pretty soon, but kind of still working up to it, probably in the new year. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, all at MythsBaby. Uh, As I've said before, I have a Patreon account in case you're ever feeling in the giving mood. Uh, It turns out that writing and recording and editing this podcast as one person, like, takes so much time and Microphones are expensive, as I learned when things broke down. So, you know, anything you have to give if you're a fan and have the money to spread, please feel free. It's, uh, I believe it's patreon.com slash mythsbaby, but if you just look up mythsbaby, you will find it. And you also get super awesome bonuses if you sign up. Thank you all. You're all magnificent. I'm Liv, and I absolutely love this shit. If it's not obvious, it's course. It's obvious all the goddamn time. It's just really fun. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.